episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. Uh, Andy and I are here for a little February 20th show. It's season four, episode 15. This is the sports edition. Andy, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Good. We are uh, winter sports winding down. Yep. We'll get to it later in the show with all the winter sports here in March Madness is kicking off state tournament time here. It's only February, but We've got storms rolling in. We've got snow. We've got brackets being announced. Tournament time, baby. Tournament time, baby. Now, we'll cover a lot of that. Uh, Tonight's all sports stuff. Major League Baseball has not started yet as far as games, but Friday, I think, is the first couple of games. Saturday, everyone kicks off their schedule for spring season. The spring training, we'll cover that. The Twins have a big uh, split squad game to kick things off. Uh, One home and one away on Saturday right away. You'll be covering the Mets. Yep. Um, but let's start off with the trivia question. Yes, Andy. we always do. Go ahead. We're going to be covering a little wrestling here, state sectional wrestling, okay. high school varsity wrestling. Which two big schools, what are the two biggest schools in the state of Minnesota that do not offer a wrestling program in their high school? Ooh. This is boys, not girls. What two big schools do not even offer a program? And I'm not I'm talking not even co-op with another local oh, school. Oh, they don't even bother. Oh wow. So they don't have it at all. There's two. We'll cover it at the end yeah. of the, uh, the story. I just ran across it today. I never knew this, but uh, I thought I'd introduce that uh into the trip. We'll have the answer at the end of the show. But where do you want to start? A little uh we could do yeah, let's, let's go to the NASCAR. Racing season kicked off. You know, they started at the at the Coliseum with that pre. Yep, the Coliseum. They're doing that over years. Now we're live into the regular season. Things are getting hot and this heavy. This is like their Go Super ahead. Bowl. They do their first one right off the bat. Yes. And interesting. Uh, very interesting race, very intriguing race. There's a few notes on here. First of all, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is your winner. Um, okay. What do they call overtime? I'll explain the overtime here for NASCAR. Is It's uh, – Green white checker is what they're what they do it is. So if there's a crash like the last couple laps, you cannot end the race under a caution. They wait, clear it up, then you go green flag, white flag, checker. So they had to go. They did like two or three overtimes before they finally got this one done. In fact, they were coming oh, around really? turn three, going to turn four when there was another wreck again, and NASCAR said, "Nope, close enough to done. It's good. Call it." So Ricky Stenhouse Jr. wins. Nudges out Joey Logano, which made me very, very happy. But just here's some things about some of the guys. You know, everybody says it, it, it's boring till the end. It's kind of like any other sport. Football, basketball, hockey. It's like last, watching NBA basketball. That's all that really matter, which this one really proved it. But here's what you got to watch the whole thing. 40 drivers started. Ricky Stenhouse started 31st and won. Kyle Busch started 36th. He was actually leading when the first crash happened. He should have won it, but he ended up finishing 19th. A.J. Allmendinger started 29th, finished 6th. Daniel Suarez started 24th, finished 7th. Ross Chastain, who was leading for a while, started 23rd, finished 9th. This is out of 40 guys. Riley Herbstett started 38th, finished 10th. Travis Pastroia started 40th and finished 11th. I got some notes on okay. Travis here wow. for you now, Dan. Pay attention. You're going to like this. 
He is an X Games go. gold medalist in the Supercross, Motocross. Um, he's done some uh, the, the rally racing, other stuff for Motocross and the X Games. He's got got gold medals in that. His wife, really? her name is Lynn Z. Adams Hawkins. And you may say Hawkins. Yes, that's right. Sister to former food fighters drummer Tyler Hawkins. Taylor Hawkins. Taylor Hawkins. That's his sister. Her husband, former X Games guy, finished eleventh at the Daytona Five Hundred. I know. I know you're gonna start watching NASCAR now. You being the food fighter guy, you are. You might have to. We're here to educate. Oh, interesting. Yes, so I did not know that connection at all. Bringing them yep. together again here. And here's the rankings now. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won the race, but he's still third in points. You can go to the NASCAR site. If you can figure out the point system, please let me know. But the way they work it, if you win, you're oh, in. Top 16 guys make the chase at the end. You take everybody who's won a race. They fill up the spots, and after that, to get the 16 drivers. So you see, Ricky Stenhouse is third in points, but he's automatically in. So if the season ended today, after one race, here's your 16 drivers in, and look at who's at 16th. There's Travis down there. So there we go. That's that. So the fun good. is racing. I will be doing bi-weekly specials called no. No, no Ricky Bobby just missed the cut. No Ricky Bobby. But uh, that will be what we call the Redneck Sports and Songs Edition every couple weeks, where we talk wrestling, roller derby, and racing. We are. I am working on some of those. We got coming up. Oh yes. You just wait. You get your get your Copenhagen ready. Get your Bush Light ready. We're gonna have some Redneck shows coming yeah. up this, this spring. Little latte. World Baseball Classic, cover a little Pool B today. Not all the teams, just a couple teams. Some of the names you might sound familiar to you as we go through. Pool B is Japan, Korea, Australia, China, and the Czech Republic. They'll be playing in Tokyo there in the next couple weeks for their uh, first round. Team Japan, there's their uniforms, there's their prides. Couple names you might recognize: You Darvish, the Padres. He'll be pitching for Team Japan. And this guy—I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Very good. <clears throat> now some kid—I don't know—flash in the pan. Never have. But they still listed him as a two-way player, so I don't know what he's going to do in the classic. If he's going to field or pitch or what he's going to do, we shall see. Otani is there also. Korea, some guys from the KBO. I know we push them every now and then to watch their games. A couple names you might know. Kwon Kim um, used to pitch for the Cardinals. He, he was in the KBO last year, but in 2020 and 2021, he was with the Cardinals. 3-0 one year, 7-7 seven seven the next. Uh, in fact, last year in the KBO, he was 13-3 with a 2.13 ERA. Um, are, the, is he happy in the KBO? Sure. Well done. Is he going to be a Major League Baseball? Sure. He's not one of those guys who's playing to get a Major League Baseball contract. He's playing for love of country, love of game, and to still have a job somewhere. I don't think 
you know, I don't think he's too worried about where it is. He's just, look at him. He's a happy young man. Look at the face. And Tommy Edmond, second baseman for the Cardinals, will also be playing for Team Korea. Born in Pontiac, Michigan, but kind of like the Olympics. If you have a family member who's from that country, mother or father, that's how you get in. So good for him. Chance to play. Get some swings. Okay. Minnesota State High School League girls hockey tournament starts this week. As you can tell, Minnesota here, we're having a snowstorm. Must be tournament time. Class A, here's your left side of the bracket. Mankato East and number two, Proctor Hermantown will kick off the 22nd at 11. Then after that, it's Laverne against Orono, the number three. They rank the top five, and the rest are by draw. Your right side of the bracket, Albert Lee against the number one seed, War Road. And then the bottom half, Fergus and South St. Paul, the 5-4 matchup right there, so. Double A will end the championship game the 25th at 4 o'clock at the X. Double A, Rosemont against number two, Andover. Lakeville North against number three, Edina. Centennial Spring Lake Park against your number one seed, Minnetonka Skippers. Skippers, girls number one. Go, girls. The Skippers. And then Moorhead and the Gentry Stars. Two teams right there. You know, yeah, they got to play the 5-4. I'd rather play the Dinah than either Moorhead or Gentry, to tell you the truth. Those two teams kind of scare me. Being in a Manitaka alum, I'm kind of partial, but that second-round game, assuming we get through the quarterfinals, I'm not getting cocky, but let's say Manitaka makes the semis. That round scares me more than the finals, which will be the 25th at 7 p.m. at the X. Girls Gymnastics. If you're into that, please go okay. to the site and get the lineups. And the reason we're not going to, girls' gymnastics, it's like with track and field or wrestling, with all the different events and classes and this and that. Or just a 20, 25-minute show, folks. I can't get into all that. You, If you follow gymnastics, you know what I'm talking about. But their schedules are on the website. I'm sorry? I, I did not look at the teams. teams. I just They just got them out. Local teams going. Girls' gymnastics. Watertown is always in there. We're pretty uh, – we, we pride ourselves on being good at it here. Yeah. It's like seven out of eight or some silly thing like that. Yeah, just unreal numbers. Um, and boys section is starting for boys hockey right now. And also I saw some other things on that. They were supposed to start playing games Wednesday. They're moving them to Tuesday because of the storm. So please check okay. your schedules. We'll do our best to follow them up on our social medias here on the Twitter and the Facebook. If we see someone school-wise changing it, we will share that information. Um, so if you want to go watch, please follow. And a lot of these schools now this time of year will also stream the games too for a small fee. Yeah, very popular. The for a small option. fee, support, it supports the schools, supports everything else. So if you go, hey, Wednesday, we'll go to the game. There might not be a game Wednesday. They might have moved it to Tuesday. So please watch your schedules. All right, Major League Baseball. First of all, forget that, Dan. Did you have any other high school stuff you want to talk about? Well, we're still in the yes. high school frame of mind. Uh, I've got – here's uh, – I got a little wrestling, and I wanted to put the trivia question up there because of that. Yep. But let's do yep. wrestling. What I was – what I did – I was on assignment here this last week for class AA, uh, section 2, AA, and I went to the team sectionals. 
And boy, was that good. The reason that's always good is it's because it's local and you've got three of the top six ranked teams in the state of Minnesota all under one roof. It was held in New Prague. Uh, New Prague's ranked second in the state. Watertown Mayor is ranked fifth. That's in that same bracket. And Scott West, which is a combination of Jordan and Belle Plain, also in that bracket, they're ranked sixth. All three are in the final four, one of the toughest brackets there was. I went to that. Only one team makes it. Uh, New Prague came out victorious there. Watertown Mayor beat Scott West in the semifinals, and New Prague beat St. Peter in the other semifinal. And then New Prague beat Watertown 37-32 in the final to advance to state. Here's the here's the team's going to state. Now, Watertown Mayor, remember, Andy, we went yep. to that last year. They beat New Prague to go to yep. state in a very close match. And so they, uh, they butted heads again, and this time New Prague is advancing. So... They're going to go to state. Simley is the number one team in the in the state altogether. Uh, they won their sectional final, eighty-one to nothing. Wow, eighty-one to that, nothing, and that's how weak some of these other sections. That was their section final. They won. That was their section final. Ooh. So when when people ask why do I spend time going to the sectional finals, well, when there's teams like this, it's the equivalent of going to a state tournament. Is how good these matches right. are. So. Now, Cass and Mandeville's third, Becker's fourth. All these teams won and will be advancing. Now it drops down. The other teams going to state as a seventh-ranked team, an eighth, a ninth, and a twelfth. There's your top eight teams all going to state. And like you mentioned with hockey, they'll put the top five in there. We already know that it's going to be basically the same order for the first five. The last three will put in random draw. That'll be pretty good. <coughs> planning on tending that match on March, March 2nd to see that. And what I'll do Andy is I'd like to go and watch those first rounds that that quarterfinal and the semifinals and then later that night is another session I think I might come home and stream the finals because on the AAA side we've got Waconia yep. going to state uh, Waconia going and if you're streaming you can really lock into only one at the at a time so I'd like to go and keep my eyes on all these other matches because class A will be going on at the same time class B Double uh, A, which is which is these guys here, which will be good, will be going on at the same time as Class Triple A. Now Triple A in this section here locally for us, the Shakopee Sabers have went to state five straight years. They're in this section with Waconia and Eden Prairie. Waconia got by Eden Prairie, and Eden Prairie beat out Shakopee. Waconia is going to state. That's the other reason I want to go and watch how they perform. That's such Waconia's a tough section, and they're going. They're going. They got some good, good talent. So I'm looking forward to providing live uh, coverage on that, and then streaming the uh, particular matches uh, that evening when it, uh, when the, uh, when the finals are. But that's all I've got for uh, wrestling. We're back to your stuff there. But it is fun. This coming week is all individuals. So they go through the 14 individual weights, uh, top two of each section. The winner and the runner-up will advance to state. Everyone else is done and eliminated, and that'll be the following. A week, so there's a week off before we get to this March second uh, event, and then the individuals uh, are March third and fourth. Did you have That's results all. from dance or no? Okay, so so dance this last week, dance and jazz. We have friends of the family in the new, in the New Prague program. New Prague has never went to state in dance or or jazz or yep. or high kick. Last year they advanced to state, and you're you're trying to go. You're number one, you're trying to go, and then once you get there, you try to finish in the top six. Uh, if you're not in the top six, you're done for the day. You're, you, you perform in the morning, 
and then you're not in the finals for the eight uh, down to the uh, the 7 p.m. night show, which I think 18 teams go yep. to state. They went last year. Very good, very good team, very good coaching, and they went to state but did not make the finals last year. This year they made the went to state and made the finals. They placed six out of the top six. So really, ultimately, by going there, they finished. You would have to say dead last of the finalists. But for a program like that, in any one of these programs, just to make that final six, you made the second state round. That's is, great. Is, you're making that second round is what it's all about. Then your your goals are, you know next year are to get yep. you know up there. But there's some top competition here. Uh, my wife went and uh, and watched the, these uh, these events. Uh, very uh, these these programs all around the, the big schools and the small schools too. Very good uh, programs. And then uh, New Prague also went in uh, the high kick. They did not make the finals for the second day. But once again, it's it's rare to have one school qualify both sections right. of the dance, both pieces, the jazz and the high kick at the same time, which is um, uh, a great statement. A great program there for the Trojans down there in New Prague with the uh, coaching staff there and the girls. Uh, broke a record, basically. That's the highest they've ever gone in the, in the career of the sport there at the school. Qualified back-to-back for state and the first time ever uh, in the finals. Right. That's Congrats all to them. All right, Major League Baseball is changing some rules this year, and we'll go over some of these and some more. Uh, first is the pitch timer. Um, I know they've dabbled it in the minors. They they really should have. They've kind of been doing it, but haven't. Uh, pitch timer, 15 seconds when bases are empty, 20 seconds with a runner on base. Hitter receives one timeout per plate appearance. Uh, the average minor league nine-inning game reduced by 26 minutes in the 21, 20, from 21 to 22. Uh, they're going to have bigger bases. First, second, and third increase from 15 inches to 18 inches square. Bigger bases are expected to have a positive impact on player safety. Blah, 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 blah is what that, that's what I hear. Uh, and the shift restriction. Two infielders must be positioned on either side of second when pitch is released. All four infielders must have both feet, but then the infield when the pitcher is on the rubber. So there. So here we go. Take one at a time. So really, you know, infield. Yeah, really, infield is just me. Your your feet are on the dirt. You know, basically, if you're on artificial turf, you're just circle, inside yep. that line that goes around. But yeah, that circle. Okay, pitcher yeah, rule. Pitch time rules: fifteen seconds when the bases are empty, twenty with a runner on base, thirty seconds in between hitters. Hitters get one timeout per plate appearance. Violations are automatic ball or strike. Um, I also heard something to this respect too, Dan. Something like you can only throw over to first like once. Yes, there is something like that, that, uh, in, that in play. Okay, first of all, there's 15 seconds between pitches and they're empty and this and that. Okay, you're gonna have to have a shot clock type situation. It's like everything else. Say it doesn't start right away. Are we going to be fighting and arguing about this? Therefore, are we really saving time? I, I like the fact um, hitters only get one time up for plate appearance. It drove me nuts back in the day watching Nomar Garcia Parra and David Ortiz and some of these other guys do their whole shtick before each pitch. Drove me up a wall. Um, the 15 seconds with base is empty, yep, yep. 20 seconds with the runner on base. I'd really like to know how much these guys really 
some of them were pretty quick on it anyway. So I know some pitchers, uh, like Johnny Quarter, you like to do the uh, doing quick pitch every now and then. Is that going to be in your arsenal now? I got 15 seconds. I'm going to throw it when I'm ready, dude. Get in there. Are you a fan of the timer? Well, here's what it means. Now you've got another person yep. manning another clock. Uh, and that's their only job now. So every pitch, and there's, what, yep. two, 200, 250 pitches in a game, someone's going to have to be manning yep. this, starting and stopping. And my question now is, how will it be enforced? You know, the clock goes dead in major in, in football, NFL. They don't get the clock. It's a penalty. Uh, is, are the, is it going to be kind of lenient to start with, or is it going to be, hey, it hits zero, that's a ball, we're moving ahead. So the ump's got to be watching this now as well. The other thing, the ump has yep. his own on his watch is the clock, I think, and the manual person doing it that the fans can see. That and also the ump's got the whole has to be clocks, watching right? for blocks and everything else. He can't be looking at a clock. Well, he's still watching everything else. He's still controlling the game of, of how many balls the, 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 the pitcher has, you know, where's the other balls coming in from the bad boys. He's watching all these things, and this home plate ump. So now you're doing 15 seconds and you got to remember, okay, someone's on base. Now we got to do it 20 seconds. So, I'm not a fan. I, I'm glad that's going to quicken, you know, speed up the game a little bit. But how are you going to enforce it? Is the uh, um, manager going to come storming out of the dugout on a crucial play on a full count and he misses it by a second? Hey, that's a walk. Put my guy on. How are you going to go over that? Is this going to be instant replay? Yeah, what if is the guy starts his light this? kick? Is that good? Does he have to release the ball? That's what I haven't heard. And also, if you watch football, it's also back to the Super Bowl. And also, these replay judges in football tell you this. It hits a zero. The ref saw zero by the time he looks to see if it's snapped. That's another second, and that's usually when they're snapping the ball in football. Okay, what defines the pitch? His leg yeah. kick started. He releases the ball. What? Because you got a long leg kick. Okay, now you only got 12 seconds between pitches. If you got to release it in 15, or do you start your motion, if you will? Well, I, I think that this season's spring training camp yep. games that start – Friday and Saturday. It's going to be interesting to watch, right. not the game, but how are all these things going to play out? Because they're going to get 30, 30 games to, you know, kind of understand it better when the season starts. It's not going to be something fresh. So they'll get the 30 games to to understand this. But in the past, it was the pitchers taking too much time. So they sped that up. Now this rule here is gets the hitters, kind of makes them accountable for getting in. We don't need everyone relacing the batting gloves. You know, we don't need everyone doing all those things so they can, you know, use the discipline to get a little quicker. It may shave some time off the game. I don't know. That'll be interesting to watch. But I think it'll be the the, the tough thing is if they uh, if if there's a penalty, if if they if if they do it wrong, who's going to be calling, you know, who's how are the arguments going to ensue after that? So it's going to force the people to do things faster, which is good, but. It's a lot of it's there's, a lot of tedious things. All the every pitch when there's 250 pitches in a ball game, at least every time we're going to be looking. Two at words this, that scare uh, me on this. It's a, it's a, it's two words that scare me on this. Go ahead, Angel Hernandez. You know yep. he's one of the worst umpires out there. Those critique umpires. Are you going to have? Okay, you got four umpires already. Is our fifth guy who watches the clock? Is it watched up by? Is this guy sitting with the announcers and he hits a buzzer? The whole plate umpire hears it in his ear. And also, 
you got some cities, you got New York, you got Chicago, you got a full stadium in there. When it gets done like four, three, two, one, is the crowd going to start cheering and chanting that? And is that going to off throw the pitcher and the hitter? That could make it a little more fun for fans on that aspect of it. So let's kind of keep yeah. that in play too. Yeah. Kind of like the shot yeah. clock in NCAA basketball. Fans get into yeah. it for that. It could, it could come in. We'll see. But we're going to have these things, you know, with the – there's going to be a yep. clock malfunction, uh, you know. The sunlight's hitting it, I can't see it. Yeah, it's it's all these things. And, you know, they do get – the umps do get great. Yeah. Each game they do, uh, you know, the home plate ump, there's this actual scorecard that goes off on how many correct balls, strikes, you know, things that they did. And, and so this one will be added too, you know, how many they got right, how many things they got wrong. So it's another thing to do. And guys, like you said, Angel Hernandez, Hernandez, who's already bad. Uh, what is this going to throw some more complexity into all of this? But it's trying to speed it up. I, I get it. But, and you can follow uh, umpires on Twitter, too, or shows their grades. So, all right, the base there is going to be bigger now. 18 by 18 instead of 15 by 15. Now, first of all, the 90 feet between bases is center of the base to center of the base. So they're not changing that, but it's still shorter. They're, okay, first of all, Ricky Henderson's record is not in jeopardy. There's no problem there. Okay, I'm not worried about that at all. But that's overall six inches closer. How many plays did we see were close to start with? Do you think stolen bases will be up because of this? They they talked about that last year. They're trying to increase stolen bases, so they're you know increasing the size of the bag. I don't I don't know. They're also spinning it as a safety. I think thing. to increase stolen bases and make plays. You know, yeah. My question. Andy, my question is, who is the company delivering all these new base bases and doing all the installs uh, on the field for first and uh, third base? It's a lot of work to rework yeah. all these fields, but some companies out there making uh, making it rich and on this. Decision. I would like to buy some of the old bases. If anyone has them for sale, let me know. I bet they will be out there. They will be available. You will see those at the whatnot because... garage sales at the end of the year and everything else. Yes. Yeah, they're making them bigger. I would have been okay if at first base if they want to do safety, they use the old softball bag at first base, which orange on the foul side. Yep, that was too bad. I would have been well. okay with for safety reasons, but I don't know. The bigger ones, first of all, like I said, the stolen base record is not even close to being in jeopardy. Although I think some guys might take advantage of it. Some of those guys are quicker. This could help them. Will there be yeah. advertising in the future, you know, on these bigger bases? Is that is that yeah. something they're, they're paving the way for the future, maybe? Next rule change. Rules for position players pitching. The game, okay, the position player may okay. pitch if the game is an extra innings. In the ninth inning, when trailing by eight or more. In the ninth inning, when leading by ten or more. Now, I think it got a little ridiculous with position players okay. pitching last year. I thought that got ridiculous. Yeah. Well, the, the pitching staffs already have 12, 13, 14 guys on the staff, and now they don't want to use them, so they're going to bring in a third baseman, a utility guy, an outfielder to pitch a couple innings. Yeah, you're embarrassing it's, yourself. Maybe. Yeah. And that's like we I brought up last year when we had Town Ball Tuesday on. Do you have a 
you know, like a that and and sports that have the continuous clock when you're so far ahead in in basketball or hockey for high school and that they don't slow down the clock. Are they going to have a thing yes. where you can just like, hey, you know what? 10 run rule in Major League Baseball. Are we really going to get to that point pretty soon? If we do, that's going to affect stats and you're going to see a lot of horror about that. Pitching wise, you got 12, 13 guys in yep. your staff. Yep. You're a professional. Man up and get out there and pitch. Yeah, it's a tough. It's a tough thing. We'll see once again how that goes through the course of the year because then that be they may be managing to that. Let's get an extra run in, and therefore we can bring the guy in. Run. Do you sandbag knows, give up a run? Do the fans even you know? Do the fans? You know, care? You sandbag, give up a run, so your third baseman can pitch, and now you got your third baseman pitching in there who's not used to it. Going back to the fifteen second shot clock, really? You know that's that's the disaster I'm waiting to see happen. Yeah, it's there's a lot of that can all move in a lot of ways here. I think we'll find a lot out in the spring training with. Or, or are you gonna see more guys? Listen, like, things. oh no, he's our 14th pitcher on the staff, like on Otani, so he's not really a fielder coming in the pitch. I think if you're coming from a position to the mound, you're yeah, that's true. changing. If you this is more. This is, I think this is more considering it like yeah. uh, an, an emergency quarterback in the NFL. You got a list yeah. before the game starts: who's your starter, who's your backup, who's an emergency, and you can't bring the emergency guy in right. unless yeah. it is an emergency. That's kind of what this is getting. At. The ghost runner is going to be permanent. Um, ghost runner, if you're new to the game, extra innings, you start with a runner on second base. That runner is whoever was the last out before that. You can't just put any guy out there. Um, so with that said, I was never a fan with that to start with. Still not a fan, period. You got anything on that? Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's, you know, it, then you're looking at who the last guy was, how quick, how fast he is. Then maybe you lay a bunt down. It depends on things, but... It screws up your RBIs and, and runs scored and things because your totals don't tie yeah, out. It's an unearned run. The guy so, just shows up yeah. on second. So it's an unearned. Um, I know that he's there. It makes the game go quicker, but it's it's the same for the bottom bottom half of the tenth inning coming up. They get the same yeah, advantage. Yeah. So um, sometimes you're you're, yeah. you're you're sharing. You're giving up a run every inning, and you're still going on to thirteen. Okay, here's the shift. Here's one more on the shift for the positions. Um, I'll. Four infielders must have their feet on the base. Uh, two fielders on infielders on each side of second. Switching positions. In a given inning, infielders may not switch sides. So you can't put your third baseman over on second base side and vice versa like they did. When they do the shift, sometimes the third baseman went over between first and second. You know, I've heard some teams yes. saying how, what they might do is take the chance, okay, say it's a left-handed hitter, okay? Bring your left fielder in to play between first and second just outside the infield. You know what I'm saying? And then the center okay. field plays like a, a left center. Yeah, there's no, the no rules on the outfield yep. guys, so you may be able to yep. manipulate that rule a little bit. And, and bring the center field goes and plays like a left center as well. type of position. If the guy's going to pull that bad, why not? And you know what? If they want to do that, again, here's what I said about the shift before. You're a pro hitter. Learn to hit the other way. So. 
Yeah, and I'm not a fan either. I, I think, you know, on defense, you got nine guys out there. Yep. Play them wherever the heck you want. Uh, that's your prerogative. There shouldn't be specifications on where I mean, they should or should back not in the play. You can put them all on one side if you want. Uh, you're, a, you're a pro hitter, jump it down the other side. So this this is getting to be a lot, but um, it'll, it yeah. it reduces the over. I'd be okay the, with the they said two guys on each side of second. I don't like everybody on the infield because if you look back at the old Metrodome days, Knobloch played a shallow right field basically sometimes on the turf. So if you want to do that, yeah. bunt. And players still weren't doing it. So it's an interesting thing. It'll be right. it'll be fun to watch. That's this what I got. Now, a couple other things I got here for you. I don't have pictures for them. Um I don't want to be one of those. I told you so's. I'm uh, I'm better than that. But if you noticed, the first day of spring training, Jacob Degrom hurt his side and was pulled from practice. I I I, I love Degrom. Don't get me wrong. I wish he was still mad. He's not. I get it. You never want to see anyone yeah. get hurt. You don't want to see a guy used to like lose his career that way. But, wow, you know, a lot of the Mets fans are like, whew, you know. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't care who it is, if it's someone you like or not. But very first day, a guy you gets just hurt, find a big contract, catch, yeah. playing some long toss or something. It's the first day of the season. Yeah, yep. so he on, he's really. got that. So they're babying him. And funny, uh, he's not really a pitching coach. He's a special advisor on the pitching staff. What's Texas Rangers this year is Greg Maddox. So, Degrom can pick that okay, brain a little right. bit. Does that mean Degrom goes away from being the power pitcher and becomes more of a finesse pitcher? Tries to learn how to do that. I don't know if you could. That's like going from the scrambling quarterback to a drop back passer. How, can that be done? Who knows? We'll see. Other notes out of the uh, Dod or Dodgers organization. Noah Syndergaard has been picking up some velocity in his fastball, so things are coming back for for Thor. Um, so good news there. Happy for Thor. Glad to see the young man doing well. Just please, God, don't wear your hair in a ponytail during a game again. That was embarrassing. That's all I got to say. I sent them a message. Yes, Thor, buddy. Actually, the ponytail. Now the the only other thing we had this weekend. Andy, the only other thing was XFL, XFL started. started week one. Um, I'm, I, I like it. Yeah, I'm not going to cover it too much. They're underway. But they're underway like now. Football junkie. There you go. Um, it, it gets in your fix. It's kind of like they, I look at it this way. There's got to be fans for it. College football season. There's ten channels showing football games. And as I'm flipping the channels during college football season, I'm going, really? Someone wants to watch Middle Tennessee State? And Western Texas play football on FS2. Obviously, they paid the contract. Someone's down there watching it. You know, so there must be. A... Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. So the XFL, you know, really starts in the winter. They play their, I think it's a ten game schedule, and then yeah. the USFL is more of spring, where yeah. they're more April, May, June. And so they're splitting it out so it's not a true overlap. Yep. 
It's going to be your own football. And I, and I think they already know that because of the, the research that they've done, that there's a demand for football 12 months a year. Well, and also, so that's yeah, why remember, I there is no minor league football. This is kind of um, what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a minor league. Scuttlebutt around the campfire. In the next year, the next collective bargaining for the NBA, look for them to be on strike. As much NBA talks we've had in the last two months on the show, and what are you going to get out of us right now? But uh, NBA goes on strike. They'll be surprised. Yeah. You've got players nowadays that it's don't tough. want to play two uh, games in a row. They sit out. Really? They pay me more money? They ain't got no time for you guys. But uh, look for NBA to be holding out pretty soon or striking. College basketball, um, their section tournament should be starting again here pretty soon before March Madness. So watch for Big Ten tournaments. Congratulations to Indiana women's basketball for winning the Big Ten title. Kudos to the girls there. But uh, that be a good tournament. Girls tournament's always good for Big They're Ten. Um, Big Ten men. Everybody makes it, but you know what? Gophers, maybe in a couple of years. This is just – if there were a pro team, they'd be rebuilding. And let's just call it what it is. Um, it's not pretty to watch. Yep. Coach was a nice guy, kind of a great guy, season, but... wonderful person, not a head coach. Not saying I am, not saying I do any better, just saying he's not a head coach. I got a trivia. Yeah. I have a trivia yeah. answer, Andy. Beginning of the show, we asked, what are the two biggest schools in the state of Minnesota that do not offer a wrestling program at their high school at the varsity level? Do you have any thoughts on who these two teams could be? Stab and dark at one of these here. I'm going to say no. I was going to say Rochester. But then I think they got Rochester. They also have a team. I got nothing. St. Louis Park, Duluth really? East and St. Louis Park. Pretty big, big school districts, big schools, yeah. and they've got neighboring schools that offer wrestling so they can open a role and go somewhere else. They don't even have a co-op. There's no such thing as wrestling in, in St. Louis Park or Duluth East. See, I hear so, the smaller I didn't know that. I guess we just um, say Oh, sure. That sure. Find the Mond West Tonka Watertown Mayor team. <coughs> we'll throw all your names in there. Yeah, you just put all, you just keep adding all the names behind it, uh, <coughs> small schools. But you're right. It's, and all the small schools have wrestling, it seems like. It's the bigger city ones that don't offer or they're not competitive, right, right. so it doesn't pay to do it. Uh, Title IX, right. maybe not yeah. any other to equivalent uh, with the girls' programs and they're using lacrosse or something else, but they just, it doesn't pay. <coughs> And like I say, some of these other big schools that are not good, not competitive, does it even pay? You know, South St. Paul went up against Simile and lost 81 to nothing in the sectional finals. Not, not an early round but of South the tournament. The finals, beat most the other schools in the state, just not, not a point. Similar. Yeah. And the other one is Tatino yeah. Grace went to sectionals, won it. They were 71. 71 to nothing wow. was the final for the sectional. Well, two shutouts. But Totino Grace is ranked 12th in the state, and they'll probably lose the first two matches they, they play, and they probably won't be competitive at all at state because that's that's how good yeah, the yeah. good teams are versus well, the like good teams. So hats off. I showed that graph earlier, top eight teams that made it, but they weren't ranked top 
the top eight ranked because there was three teams, Scott West and Watertown, off in the one same bracket that are all in the top ten. And a couple lower down got beat out as well because they're in the same bracket with the with yep. the other teams. So you're facing really the top twelve teams made it uh, the lowest worst team that made it to the state is Totino Grace. They're ranked twelfth in the state. They're not going to be that competitive in in any of their matches. So right. it's going to be interesting. Hats off that they won the section, but the quality of some of these top teams are so are so. And Tino Grace, uh, we'll be that, reporting that in two more weeks. Tino Grace can send that hate mail to Dan at the. Tino Grace that? can send their hate mail to Dan at Sports and Songs Podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and they can, you know, they and these teams also know by going to state that they're like, hey, you know, we're going to do the best we can, but. There's not as big of a chance of an upset like hockey, basketball. You know, sometimes in basketball your team gets hot. Uh, sometimes you just can't shoot, and there's upsets. Wrestling, it really does not go that way too often, unless you get matches, uh, weights that that don't match up, and you're really off kilter but with wrestling, uh, who you've got matching up with. But I don't know about other sports uh, like for track or gymnastics, for for example. But for wrestling, uh, just because Watertown Mary didn't make it as a team doesn't mean we're not sending individuals. So this week, um, Friday yeah. and Saturday is the individual. So now you get the teams that are out of it, like like teams like Scott West, uh, uh, Watertown Mayor, uh, St. Peter in the section that I went to. Their only goal now, because they can't go as a team, is just do now, the best can, they can in the individual. Can um, New Prague have guys in individual also? So even though you're going to state as a team, you can still be an individual. Yes, yes. And many times for the good teams, you know, Simile is the same way. New Prague will be the same way. They'll have multiple guys going both ways, if you will, the team and the individual. And there's a chance there to get hurt, to get injured, to get winded, to get beat up. And, you know, what what is your goal? The goal is to win state with your team? Or is your goal to win individual state? You don't care how the team does. You have that whole question mark going on because, uh, you know, perfect world, everyone's going to go out there and just do it. But you're going up against the top best in it's the state there's more chance for it's it's like that do you not go to you know there's a team saying no you're you under your weight class know, we're strong enough there in the weight class you go individual you know that's probably too yeah so it's there's uh there's management decisions on that to see who are they're going to wrestle at or if they're uh make weight at a couple different weights and they're flexible they may insert them into another spot where they have a better chance to advance to state to get there. But once again, the very good guys, I'm gonna, we're going to be watching, you know, Max McAnally for Waconia here. Um, some of these guys ranked uh, that, that section 2A yeah. wrestling that I watched for the team this coming weekend for just section 2A. There's, I think, seven weight classes that there's guys in that tournament that yeah. are ranked number one in the state. There's only 14 weights. Seven of them are all in yeah. Section 2A that are ranked number one in the state. Yeah. So this weekend's tournament is really, to somewhat extent, uh, a state tournament feel to it because you got the big dogs uh, there. I won't be going to that, but I'll be reporting on it. Yep. It's tough. And if a guy gets an injury, if a guy gets injured or something this weekend, doesn't make state, and the team's going to state. It's going to hurt the team at that weight level. That is going to state. You know, you know, so don't breaks, fill out your team bracket until after this weekend is what you're saying. It's a tough yeah. – if it were a fantasy sport, yep. it would be a tough sport to do to put your guys in to play a, a fantasy team or a fantasy yep. individual because it could really swing. 
that's all I've got here for sports. Um, we'll see you next week all right, with uh, Major League Baseball kicking off here this weekend. All right. See ya. 